ML Nation, episode 406. So many people are so caught up in their story and they say, you know, I've never done that before. I can't do that. And, and I think that you have to just, you know, change your thoughts. Your thoughts to, I, I can, I shall, I must. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, do you have trouble recruiting online? I'd like to invite you to a free training on how to create online duplication. This webinar will cover the 10 stages of online duplication and how 95% of distributors get stuck on stage four and never become successful in their walking. It's also not just like other webinars where you learn just how to recruit online via social media. More importantly, four of the 10 stages I cover will be focused on duplication so that you just don't have to endlessly recruit and recruit and recruit. Go register for this free training at www.onlineduplication.com. Again, that's onlineduplication.com. I look forward to seeing you on the training. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring a special show today. We haven't done these in a while. It's called the Purple Episode. So Purple Episode, why purple? Now, it's not my favorite color, but it's a tribute to the Purple Cow, written by Seth Godin, which is one of my best marketing, favorite marketing books ever I've ever read. And I read it back in 2005. It taught me to be different and to stand out. And the lessons I learned in that book helped me build a six-figure passive income ML business, as well as launch successful brands in ML Nation. So I'm calling this a Purple Episode. It's a tribute to Seth Godin, because if it wasn't for this book, I probably wouldn't be where I am today, and you wouldn't be listening to me interviewing Julie Henderson, about the recruiting pro that she is. Uh, and the main lesson from The Purple Cow is that you must do everything to stand out. So that's why this is a purple episode, because it's different and stands out from the rest of the episodes on ML Nation. And each purple episode will pop up randomly. It will be a ton of fun and share something different. And today, we have what we call like an MLM super friend. So super friend are, what are these people, super friends? They're not leaders of current building an MLM, even though they may have done uh, network marketing in the past, both successful businesses, but more importantly, they're friends to our profession. They're, you know, coaches, trainers, and Julie has been someone that's doing, a, create lots of value for our profession, helping distributors achieve success. So that's why she's a super friend. And to give you a little background for Julie, uh, by the way, Julie, are you fired up? I am fired up. I'm just so excited to be here and I really feel honored. Oh, we're going to make you even more fired up is for those who don't know Julie, she had a really thriving career in the training and management sector and loved it. But one, her experience with an abusive boss, she had a terrible boss that she couldn't put up with anymore. And in 2006, she just had it and decided it was time for her to go independent and do something for herself. She got involved with network marketing, with MLM, and lo- immediately loved the support system. It was a ready-made support system with like-minded go-getters, like many of you who are listening on right now, and who believe that what you believe, you can achieve. She loved that. Julie got, went right into it. And today, Julie is known as the Everyday Prospecting Pro and is the author of two books. One of them is the Ex- Expect Success Be Unstoppable, A Woman's Secret, and also The Art of Everyday Prospecting, Simple Steps to Endless Leads for Your Business. Julie is a highly sought-after speaker, top online prospecting coach, and skilled sales 
mentor. So, Julie, I've given Emanish a long background, but please share more about how did you get started with network marketing? Well, like I said, I was in the situation that brought me almost to a breaking point. And uh, I was working in a job, performing tasks that I had done 25 years prior. And it was a real kick to my self-esteem and a blow to my self-confidence. And the reason why I was in that job was because I couldn't get my marketing and training career back on track. And uh, I had relocated with my husband for his work. I had applied for several jobs and with no success. So I was just at that point where I don't know if you've ever felt like, gee, I can't even, I haven't, I can't get it right. I can't even get a job. So I thought I would apply for clerical jobs. And it wasn't that I felt that I was below doing clerical work. In fact, I had done it for almost two decades. Uh, yet I had sacrificed so much of my time and I worked really hard to to change careers, to go into that management and training career. So it was it, it was like I, I felt like I was going back. So I felt really embarrassed and full of shame because I was doing work that I had done so many years ago. And um, during that time that I made those sacrifices and hard, hard work, I, would, I took a university degree and it took me by distance ed and it took me nine years. And at the time I was working full time and I was also a single mom too. So when I got, like I say, when I got that clerical job, it just felt embarrassed, all that work and all that effort. You know, I felt like I was settling. And even though I was really skilled in performing those tasks and I did a really good job, um, I just didn't find it rewarding. And like, it, like you just already said, you know, that the worst part wasn't the work. It was that I had an abusive boss. And it wasn't unlike her to take some of my work and rip it up and just tell me to start all over again. And it really chipped away at my, you know, I consider myself a positive person and good spirited, but it was chipping away. So at the end of the day, I would just really feel really drained now. But the turning point came when that 18 month term job was ending. And for some of our listeners, they would probably say, which I asked myself too, is like, why did I stay that long in that job, putting up with that? But I did. But that was a turning point where I was at a point where I could go and look for another job. And I, I had a choice. And what I did at that moment when I was thinking, you know, I always felt like I was born for more and that I could do more and be more. And I questioned, you know, what do I want my life to look like? You know, what do, how, how do I want to be remembered? And how do I want to live my life? So at that time, I took the rocking chair test. Have you ever heard of the rocking what, chair? No, what is the rocking chair? <laughs> so the rocking chair test is where I, um, I, I imagine myself as a 90-year-old 90, 90 woman, really old. And I sat myself down in the rocking chair and I looked back to the time where I was struggling to make my decision. That was whether I should look for another job. And I asked myself, what if I never go for my dreams? Mm. You know, how would I feel? And what would my life, you know, would my life be different and would I have any regrets? 
So it was that image and thinking myself as an old lady that it really just lit a fire in me right there at my younger self, my, my now self, thinking that, no, I just know that I was meant for more and I was born for more and I want to be more and do more and have more. And so at that moment, I decided that I was going to follow my intuition and and start a business. I always felt like I want to live to my full potential. I want to use the gifts that God gave me. And I just felt like maybe this was a sign that this was a time for me just to move on. So I didn't want to risk just live an unfulfilling life. And so I made that decision to build my business and I've never looked back. Who introduced you to network marketing? How did you get introduced? Were you invited somewhere or? Yeah, it was a friend that I had actually, uh, my first, when I, uh, my before I even took on this job, I had, um, I had taken a self-employment training program and it was to become an entrepreneur. And uh, one of the instructors there just really thought that I had, she just thought that I was, I guess, an entrepreneur and I had good skills and, you know, we had great rapport. And so it was her that invited me to an opportunity. And the way she did it was in just a nice, kind and encouraging and really um, edifying way that I was, excited to uh, excited to go and be a part of something that she was doing there. So how did you do once you got started? How did it work out for you? Well, you know, one thing that I was told um, that simply isn't true is that anybody can do it and succeed. The actual truth is anyone with who is dedicated, who has strong goals, and takes the right actions at the right time can do it. So I had to ask myself, am I that person who has that burning desire inside, who is ready to step up in my business, in my life, and in my leadership in the world? Hmm. Now, I was just going to say, so that's really important that um, I found you know, and I don't know if I answered your question or not, but I found that was really key because I find that um, often people don't realize that it's really important that it's really a decision that they have to make. And, um, you know, it is about growing a business. It takes time. It takes dedication and focus. And each and every day you have to uh, make a commitment to saying yes to your dream. Mm. Definitely. Um, what are some mistakes that, I mean, you coach a lot of people. What are some mistakes that many distributors make? I think the biggest mistake that a lot of people make is that they, they don't know how to approach people. They don't know how to attract prospects in a way that they are building rapport and understand what's necessary because building rapport there's there's actually rapport means mutual understanding and and good communication in prospecting terms it means being able to create a space where people are comfortable and at ease to have a conversation and i have actually i talk about this in my program and there is four stages to building rapport. 
So let's go deeper. What are the four stages of building rapport? So the four stages are, first of all, it's about making a great first impression. And we all know we never get a second chance to make a great first impression. So that's stage number one. And the, the second one is what I call snap, uh, pass the snap judgment test. And that's all about where, you know, it's this is just basic human psychology where people are will automatically pass judgment within the first seven seconds. So that's the second step or the second stage. And the third one is to be able to answer the friend or foe question. So we really want to make sure that we're friendly. And then the last stage is what I call crack open the door because you only get 30 seconds to create that comfortable space. And so once you do those four things, then you naturally uh, and easy, you know, uh, the next, the next, uh, I guess, uh, part of, of, um, of what uh, prospect or our listeners would want to know is once you have that in place, then it's you naturally and easily are able to go to the getting to yes stage, what I call my uh, my yes accelerator, my yes ninety second accelerator, and that is important for people to be, you know, still be natural and relaxed in their prospecting, yet be able to capitalize on the right instances, you know, to, to have that conversation and to ask the right questions. Very good stuff. Good stuff. Um, since you brought it up, I have to dig deeper and this is all covered in your book, right? Uh, which book, which book did you well, say? Or your course? Actually, it's, it, it's all covered in my, uh, in my, in my program. I, um, in my actual book, I'm sure that I talked about some of these things, but the actual where this is all covered is in my um, my actual uh, prospecting formula. And where can uh, our listeners or viewers learn more or learn more about your prospecting formula course? Yeah, well, they can go on um, everydayprospecting.com, and it's an online online course. Uh, but there's even a better and 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 for our listeners, there's even a better way. If they go on to my everydayprospecting.com website, they can take the quiz and there's a training that I offer. It's a a $7 training that they can opt into and they can learn more. And then from there, if they want to take the Everyday Prospecting Formula, I've got a special offer for our listeners. So they are welcome to do that. Cool. So uh, for those who are listening, we'll definitely put the link on our show notes page. Uh, but let's go back. I want to dig deeper. You talked about something I was very curious. 90-second accelerator, right? What is that? Can you share a little bit more? 90-second, yes, accelerator. So, uh, you know, it only takes a one- to two-minute um, conversation when you know the right things to say at the right time. So I've broken it down to seven essential things that you need to get to yes that creates an opportunity to invite people to have a conversation so we can go through that and I go through it deeper in my formula but we can definitely go through this right now and I can give you the framework yeah it'd be awesome okay so number one is to be interested and not interesting Um, you know people love to be heard yes and this number, the, the second thing is to listen for cues. 
Mm. You know, I find in, in, in the past what I found a, a lot of people do is they're so busy wanting to tell everything about their product and their company and they're not listening. So it's really important to listen and not be quick to show and tell. Okay, what's number three? The three is to ask the kind of questions that lead to an automatic yes response. And, and this is really simple, really, really simple uh, to do when you know what to ask. And it's really done in a beautiful way where people feel like they can relate and really connect to you. So number four is to provoke their curiosity. We all know that nothing creates curiosity more than people asking questions, you know, and creating that little bit of curiosity. So that's number five. And number, or that was number four. And number five is provide an opportunity for them to ask you, what do you do? Mm. And that's really the key to magnetic prospecting. Yeah. And uh, number six is when they ask, of course, when they ask you what to do, well, now is not the time. Now is not the time to explain. This is a time where you invite them to meet and to, um, whether it's on the phone or in person. And then the step seven is where they set the appointment in a way that they commit to the appointment. And people really understand when you are coming from a place of service that they'll feel like you are really interested in making sure that we commit to a time that's, you know, neutral and uh, considerate of them. Very good. Yes, that's a 90-second yes accelerator structure. Very cool. Hey, um, I'm going to ask you this. What is, as you said, ask people to uh, ask questions that it's like an automatic yes. Can you give mm-hmm. some examples? That's a really good one. Can you give some examples of uh, those type of questions? Yeah. So um, if, say, for instance, uh, you might be in a, in a, in a lineup and um, people, you know, you might be at the grocery lineup and people, uh, I, I might ask somebody, um, somebody you know what what they do like for instance they're in the lineup they're waiting to put their groceries past and I recognize that they are um, maybe on their lunch lunch break or something and I'll just ask them you know you're are you on your lunch break and uh, they'll and they'll say yeah you know yeah I am and I'll just ask them really casually what do they you know what do you do and and they may say they may say something like, well, I just work over here. I'm, um, I work at the bank or I work as you know, a teacher aide or I'm uh, at the school. And I'll just say something like, I work with a lot of teacher aides or I work with a lot of bankers or bank, you know, people who work at the bank. And that's when they ask me, what do you do? So that is a question that will just generate mm. something for, for, for them to ask, what do I do? The other way is, say if you are maybe looking at some product, say if you're in a product part of the, the store and someone is looking at some, some uh, vegetables or products or whatever they do, and um, we'll be maybe uh, talking about maybe the items or something like that, and they'll ask, 
you know, maybe I'll make a comment about being on my break or being working in my business. I'm just taking a break and they'll ask, what do you do? And I'll say, do you know how people are interested in their health? They're more concerned about what they eat, you know, more concerned about their health. And I'll just say that I have a business where I help people with their health and well-being or, you know, something like that. So it's, do you know? That's the that's the thing. Do you know how? Hmm. And they'll come over with a yes uh, yes, reply. exactly. It's always a yes automatic because people will know. You'll say, do you know how people are struggling to make ends meet? Hmm. That's good. Do you know do you know how people are you know concerned about products that are being sprayed with pesticides and things like that? You know, and so they say they'll just say yes. And then you're able to say, well, you know, I work with a company or I have a business or I help people and you can just and so this isn't really scripted. This is something where you always are kind of thinking on your feet, but it's always something that where it's engaging, but it's really quick and it doesn't take very long. And it's worked really, really nice. Like even something as simple as I have been, uh, you know, of course I've always, I always had my prospecting antenna. So wherever I was going, oftentimes it would be just my errands. That's why I call it the Everyday Prospecting Pro because you can be on just your errands, going shopping, whatever. I would be passing to a, a clerk where I would notice a cashier, and uh, I might say, "I'm just um, running out for. I'm just. I'm just stopping through here. I'm just uh, have a few minutes." Um, just came from the gym, but I'm so glad that I can go to the gym anytime. It's so grateful for my business and she'll say what do you do and I'll say well have you ever have you and this person I said have you ever thought of starting have you ever thought about having a business and she said every single day hmm. so it was automatic hmm. yes so it's not always scripted and then right away um, she asked she said oh I'd love to talk to you about it and uh, and I just invited her I said, well, this isn't the time, of course, you're busy, I'm on errands, and it wasn't the time. And we just exchanged information, and within 90 seconds, I had it, and I was out. So this is what I see a lot of people do in our business, is that we all want to connect, and we do like to meet people, but sometimes people can have a 45-minute conversation in a shoe department store, a department store in the shoe section, and they'll meet somebody, they'll be really friendly, but they haven't even told them a thing about their business. Meanwhile, people walk away. You you already connected with that person, had a good communication with them, yet you walk away and you could have helped them. You don't know anything what's going on in their life. Maybe they are struggling. Maybe they would like to have better health. Maybe they want to make more money. And so we both we both you both lose out. That person loses out, and you as a business builder lose out because that could have been a, someone that would have been just excited to join your team. Yeah, very good. Really good stuff. Hey, where can people uh, learn more about your course hey, where you can go deeper in this? Where, what's that website again? Yeah, it's everydayprospecting.com forward slash online course. Yeah, I like, love that. And, everydayprospecting.com hey um, so speaking of everyday what's uh, because a lot of our people listening to this they're driving or they're uh, you know like they're doing the everyday life stuff right so yeah. what's one action step they can do right now 
that you challenge them to do? Well, if they're if they're driving, I'm glad you know that they're listening. That's great. Well, after but, they park the car, what, what's one thing they can do immediately? Well, I think the first thing that they could do is uh, recognize that there's prospects all around them each and every day, qualified prospects, and they don't need to change anything in their day to day life. They simply can go about their um, their their day to day life, having fun, meeting people. So the next time they are going to a, an event or the next thing that they're doing, whether they are running an errand, going to the grocery store, going to the gym, going for the, to the coffee shop, then I would encourage them to always recognize that those are opportunities with people around. If they're standing in line at the at Starbucks or wherever it is, and they, first of all, get that eye contact and just ask them, you know, something that, um, are you on your lunch break? Are you... Are you like me? Are you, uh, you know, are you running some errands? Something like that. And as soon as they connect, just, just ask them very casually, what do you do? And as soon as they tell you that, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a realtor over here, uh, you know, across the road, I'm a real estate agent. Just you can simply say, I have a lot of realtors in my business, even though you don't have realtors in your actual team, you do in the company. Guaranteed, there's people in this profession who have realtors. So it's not like some somebody would, would say that, well, I really don't have a teacher aide or an accountant in my business, but in your company you do. So it's not like you're misleading people. You really do. Does good that make point. sense? Yes, it's a very good point. Because some people may feel, oh, I'm lying, I'm not telling the truth. Right. Because right, in every company, you have a lot of people in that same profession. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good stuff there. Very, very good stuff. Hey, I'm going to ask you my favorite. This is my favorite question of the show is, in your experience in network marketing uh, while you were building, what was your worst moment in network marketing to the point that most people will quit, but you didn't, and that's why you are the person, the leader you are today? Yeah. Oh, I love that question. The most challenging, the worst, was the disappointment of that the person closest to me was not supportive and uh, created so many challenges in in uh, our relationship. And um, yeah, but um, now he is my best supporter. <laughs> you know, he's one of my best fans. And, um, and you know, what I learned from that too is, and it took me a long, it actually took me a lot of years to learn it and a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, heartache too in that is I learned that to love people where they're at and to love those people anyway. I think that what I realized from that too, that lesson is, and there were other people too that, you know, of course, just thought that, you know, network marketing was a scam and it was just bad. And I realized that a couple things, those people must have had a bad experience. And it doesn't mean it's always too a very good I don't know if you call it a metaphor or an analogy is if your car was was broken and you took it to a to get fixed and they didn't fix it would you never go to another garage to get it fixed or would you just say my car is never going to get fixed of course you're going to fix it of course so not the same with network marketing so it the people who in general would maybe not feel like network marketing is for them they maybe had a bad experience, but meanwhile, they're still struggling with their money challenges. They're struggling 
not finding work. Maybe they're unhappy. They don't have a community. So I would encourage people just to, you know, not not to throw out the baby with the bathwater. And the other thing that in terms of people, people closest to you, I learned that those people, they are they have insecurities and fears that they're projecting onto you. And so maybe they see you as a person who would maybe not be that same person in the relationship. So maybe they're scared that you will abandon the relationship. They don't want you to change. And so I just, you're right. You know, I just continued on. It was very, you know, it was very lonely and, and a very lonely, very difficult time, but I always knew. And so what I learned through my experience in my relationship is that once I appreciated and respected that my relationship and I, I just thought that I can still love that person the way they are and I can still be true to my goals, my dreams, to those God-given gifts and that, you know, that dream inside of me. If I stay true to that and on path and I also learn to treat that person with respect and kindness and show love and love on them, my world completely changed. And I know that I'm not the only one that has this experience. A lot of people, just about every, in every relationship, there's always one person that just kind of doesn't get it. And, you know, they don't understand. They, they, they're more the traditional type where they want security. Yet in three or what is it in three years, five million jobs are going to be gone. Yeah. Like this is so important. And I'm super excited about what this, profession has to offer everyone you know people who are open to saying yes to their dreams hey ml nation if your business is not growing fast enough you need to get the 10 stages to online duplication this is a free training i'll be doing go register for this webinar at onlineduplication.com again that's www.onlineduplication.com Absolutely. Hey, thank you so much, Julie. You've been amazing. Tons of nuggets, and if you hit, hit my head uh, down, I'm like writing notes. You know, for the recap, tons of notes here. Really, really good stuff. Uh, and Nation, if you like this, for those who are watching on Facebook Live, please share this. Really good stuff about prospecting, especially the um, the Yes Accentuator and all that good nuggets about how to the everyday prospecting, recruiting. Really good stuff from Julie Henderson. I've also tagged Julie on this post, so definitely click and follow her. Hey, Julia, as we go towards the end of the show, some really quick questions to uh, pick your brain. And they can be short one, two-sentence answers. All right? Sure. First one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Oh, that one is from automobile pioneer Henry Ford. He said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. I love that one. Hey, what is one habit that's helped you become successful? Discipline. I love the grind. Mm. Oh, do you have a, uh, what's your routine? I know people with discipline have specific routines. I have a routine. What's your normally morning routine? Oh, I'm usually up before 4.30 in the morning. And I have, um, I have a meditation that I listen to. I journal. I exercise every day, every morning. And um, I, think that's, I think that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's really good. That's good enough. That's the most important thing. You take care of your mind, you journal, and you, your body. What else? Hey, um, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? 
I would say that um, to change your story, and what I mean by that, so many people are so caught up in their story and they say, you know, I've never done that before, I can't do that. So-and-so said, you know, I've never been successful. My mom told me, my teacher told me. And, and I think that you have to just, you know, change your thoughts. Your thoughts to, I, I can, I shall, I must. Very good. That's so true. Um, especially most people think of the, they're playing the negative story, not the new story that they can do. And exactly. what? They can create a new story for themselves and write their own story. They're the architect of their life. They can design their future, their, their life of their dreams. At any time, too. They can do it at an instant. At this instant, you can change your story. Absolutely. Um, do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? I do. It's called Just Press Record. And why I like that is because, you know, if people are practicing their presentation or if they want to watch, you know, they're not sure how they approach people, they want to record themselves, they could press record and they can play it back. So they're able to listen to their energy. And I'm a real big proponent of practicing. A lot of people aren't even comfortable with their voice. Definitely. I'll check. I'll have to check that. Just press record. Very it also good. trans yeah, and, and Simon, it also transcribes too. Very cool. <laughs> hey, um, aside from your books, uh, what's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Uh, I always have new favorites. My newest favorite is The Five-Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Yeah, awesome. Fantastic. Get over the fear, right? Just do it. And here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Yes. So imagine, Julia, to start all over again, and you know one. You have to do network marketing all over again. Uh, you, you didn't know anyone. You're like an alien that went to another universe. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing or the first place you'll go to build an MLM business from scratch? I would host a talk, and I would share my story, and I would inspire people with some steps of how they can create the life of their dreams. And where would you find these people to that would attend your talk? Since well, you I would anyone. just do what I learned. You said, I, you know, I have the skills, so I would go and promote my promote the the my my talk to anyone who was looking to be inspired. So exactly what I would be doing today and going up to strangers because you know that's what we really are doing a lot of time is. You know, going up to stranger and and uh, really hoping that it's going to lead to a, a real connection that turns into a business opportunity. Uh, in terms of strangers, where would you go? Do you like the, the gym, the grocery store? Or what would you? What's your favorite sure. place? Well, you know what, and that's a, that's a really good question because we're doing it every day. We're talking to strangers every day, whether it is the the the, the person at the at the checkout counter. In retail, it could be going to Starbucks and the, you know, being served there. And yes, at the gym, it could be just running an errand up to to drop off the dry cleaning. It could be dropping your kids off at a new daycare. You know, so it's whatever whatever errand you have to do that day, that's where you're gonna go. Exactly, and that applies for even connecting online too. People who you're connecting to, and it's 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 the same thing as how you would just. Maybe have a little introduction and uh, compliment the person maybe on their their profile, whatever it is. It's, it's creating connection and engagement. 
Thank you so much. As we wrap up, Julie, any last words or advice? And then uh, what's the best way our listeners can connect with you again? Yeah, the best way for them to connect is go to my website, www.everydayprospecting.com. And um, I've got uh, a really neat uh, prospecting pro checklist. They, it's in a form of a quiz that they can take. And uh, I think that uh, they'll gain valuable insights and they'll really love it. Awesome. And uh, any last words? No, I would just encourage everyone to, um, each and every day, like I said, say yes to their dream and um, never give up. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you'll be hanging out with Julie Henderson. So keep up the momentum and go to MLNation.net and type in Julie, J-U-L-I-E, at the search bar. And the nuggets or the show notes uh, with the nuggets of wisdom that Julie shared and also the link to her course and her books will be right there. In order to be successful in life and network marketing, you must help others. So Julie, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you. And we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Julie, and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, ML Nation. Do you want to grow your business faster and recruit and, more importantly, duplicate online? Now, many trainers and leaders teach how to recruit online, but they don't teach how to duplicate online. And it's the duplication that builds your business fast. I have a free training, the 10 stages to online duplication. Go register at www.onlineduplication.com where you're going to get the 10 stages to online duplication. Again, that is www.onlineduplication.com. Hey, I'm Al Nation. Simon Chan here. Recap and review of a really deep, Good Stuff Action Steps uh, episode with Julie Henderson, the Everyday Prospecting Pro. Good stuff. And um, she had talked about the rocking chair test, right? It's like, hey, if you imagine yourself as a 90-year-old woman, what would she want to do? What if she never went after your dreams? That's a scary question, right? Would she have any regrets? I think for you, for us, you're listening to this ML Nation. You're, you, know, you went for it already. But for your question is, you're making the sacrifices, doing what it takes, jumping outside your comfort zone, doing the things you don't want to do. If you don't do them and you end up living the same way, would you have any regrets? What happens if you don't go after your dreams? Right, that's the rocking chair test. So, uh, make sure take take action. Do that, do that. And this business is about people with burning desire. I mean, if you're listening, did you have the burning desire? Julie says she had the burning desire. Do you? You have it. So make the commitment to your dream. I know you're listening. Did you have that dream? So make that commitment to your dream. A lot of the mistakes that distributors make is they don't really build rapport. And she goes deep into four stages of rapport. Number one is to make a great impression. Uh, you know, because people pass judgment in the first seven seconds, right? Number two is be first. Number three is so. Number two is um, pass the uh, snap judgment test. Make a great impression. Get ready. Number two, pass the stack ju- snap judgment test in seven seconds. Number three is be friendly. Ask a friend question. Ask a friend. Hey, what would you do? What are you doing tonight? Right? What are you doing? Ask a friend question. Number four is then that's when you can crack the open space and get more into the business. A lot of people, you go right into the business without making, without, you know, doing step one, two. Right? But you got to make a good impression and get them to open up a little bit. And asking questions, really good nuggets here. Um, I like what she said. Do you know how? I love that question. Do you know how people are interested in their health? Do you know how people go to the banks all day? Yes, I do. Right? Or, and, 
that's really good stuff. And normally, I work with a lot of those type of people. Right? Do you know a lot of people who want to lose weight? Do you know a lot of these people who work at gyms? Do you know a lot of people who are teachers, elementary school teachers? Well, I work with a lot of those people. And, you know, you can say because your company has a lot of those people, right? So, technically, you are working with those people. It's, and then they're going to ask you, what do you do? It's a great way to uh, get them curious about your stuff. Really, really good stuff. Uh, she shared a 90-second yes accelerator, right? 90 seconds, seven essential things. Number one is be interested, not interesting. Be interested in other people. Number two, listen for clues. Number three, ask questions to get them to say the yes response, right? We just share that. Do you know a lot of people who are interested in health? Do you know a lot of people who want to save money on their mobile phone bill? Do you know a lot of people who want to save money on energy, right? That's number three. That's number good. Really good. Number four is you want to provide curiosity. Provoke curiosity by doing that, and they're going to ask you. Number five is provide opportunity to ask you what you do. And number six, now is not the time to explain what you do. Instead, Invite them to a meeting. This is when you use the tool with a video meeting. Invite them. Don't be the one who's talking. And number seven, set an appointment, right? Set an appointment and commit to that appointment. It's really good stuff. I'm going to share a couple other notes here. Uh, there's prospects around you all the time. You know, she shared the million dollar question. Your next prospect, where do you find them? Run your, run your next errand. What do you have to do? You got to go to Costco. You got to go to go to bank. What do you have to do? That's where your prospect is. Here's also some good advice. So if you have dealing with people, close friends who reject you, who don't believe what you do, you got to love people for where they're at. No, no, understand that like, most people are not where you're at. I think as network marketing distributors, once we join, we forget that most people are not like us, right? So you got to enter their world, not just shove our world into them. And, um, and so that really helps you with rejection. Love people for where they're at. And then just be committed to your dream, right? People are out there. And a lot of times people, they just have a bad experience with network marketing. Doesn't mean they're totally against it, right? But so approach them in like, you know, a professional manner. And you have to understand that people close to you have insecurities. Uh, a lot of times they just don't want you to do well. They're scared that you're going to abandon them, right? So you don't, and they don't want you to change. You have to understand that that's like most, the most painful part. But you understand that you are different. You have a dream already. You through a personal development by listening to ML Nation, you're totally different already, right? So as long as you're true to your dreams, it'll help you overcome that rejection and stay, just show love to them. Love them, don't hate them for that. Show love. If you hate them, it gives the, uh, the profession a bad name. Show love to them and stay true to your dreams. And last thing, the routine. I love her, you know, all successful people have routines. She, I love her morning routines, meditates, journal, ex- exercising, takes care of the mind and the spirit and your health. That's the most important thing. Really good stuff to start a day. Hey, great stuff from Julia Henderson. Definitely connect with her. Go to mlnation.net. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know. Uh, we really appreciate you. And thank you for listening, ML Nation. This is Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be part of this amazing profession. And remember, we're the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare.